me, if you will, to Psalms 68, 4 and 5 and 6. 68, 4 through 6. Brother and Sister Carson, thank you for taking out time to come by and be with us today. Good singing. He doesn't have to ask for permission to sing around here. Good a singer as he is. Isn't that right? Amen. Preacher 2. Hallelujah. Sing unto God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth, everybody say that, rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Watch this verse. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. God setteth the solitary in families. I want to preach to you today a message that I've worked on this message several weeks, I guess. It's not going to take me that long to preach it, I promise. But uh, just this morning, I feel like the Lord gave me a title for it. Let me read that again. God setteth the solitary in families. I want to preach to you for a while, a little while today. God wants you home. All right. Amen. Let's lift our voices and ask the Lord to speak to us today. Will you do that all over the congregation? God, speak to me today. Speak through me today. Use us in a special way. If somebody that's listening and watching online today to hear your word, and we welcome them as we welcome them into your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Israel, of course, was in Egypt a long time. They were chained and imprisoned. But the divine emancipator said, I'll set you in the families. Those that were bound with chains, he said in this verse, he bringeth them out. Have you ever been spiritually bound? Spiritually bound with the chains of our own sins. Under the power and influence of our own upbringing, or the power of our environment, we have been bound many times. People have been held and led and kept captive by Satan, again bound by sin. But I'm so glad that he wants us back home. And he set us free by his blood and brought us into the family of God. Now, 
I'll just stop right there and tell you, I just was sitting or standing over here a few moments ago, and somebody, as they were talking, it may have been Brother Danny, said something about the children of God. So I just got my phone out with a computer on it, with a Bible on it, with a concordance on it, and uh, I looked up the term children and to see how many times the word children was mentioned in the scriptures, in the King James Version. How many times would you, don't look now, but how many times would you think it's mentioned? 1,803 times the word children is mentioned in the scriptures. Now, what does that have to do with it? God loves the family unit. Oh, and I might just go ahead and tell you that he created us in the image of himself. Through Adam and Eve, we are all in the family of God. Now, I'm not talking about the spiritual family because Adam sinned and transgressed and death was brought upon us. But by one man's sin, death was brought by one man's obedience. Hallelujah. We were brought out of sin and brought back to the family of God. Oh, I feel something in this place today. We were bound with chains, but God said, I am going to set you in the family. But the rebellious Jews, this was the last phrase, and it was not much mentioned to about them, but the last phrase said, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land, in a land where there was no reproduction, no produce was going on, nothing very inviting for them the rebellious Jews would dwell in. They were removed from all the comforts of home. Israel did not find the desert dry, for the smitten rock gave forth its stream. But even in Canaan itself, men were consumed with famine because they cast off their allegiance to their covenant God. When you do wrong, God's going to put a dry place in your life. Brother Pipkin used to say, Brother J.L. Pipkin, one of the pastors of this church, second pastor of this church, said, God can feed a man in a desert or starve him in a bakery. I tell you what, I want God on my side, and I want to be in his family. I want to be at home with him because I don't want to, I, 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 I don't want to starve in a bakery. I want him to feed me in the desert times of my life. That's the kind of God I'm serving. He, he, said, he said, a father of the father, uh, uh, of the fathers and the judge or a helper of, of the widows is God in his holy habitation. It, it's, uh, it's what God does is to bring people back towards him. His arms are always outreach, uh, outreaching to, towards us. The message scripture version, I don't know if they have that or not on their uh, the computer, I got it. I got it on my little phone. I don't know if we got it on this big one back here or not. But the message uh, version of Psalms 68 
said, sing hymns to God. Sing out, all heaven. Clear the way for the coming of the cloud rider. Oh, yeah. He said he rideth upon the heavens by his name. Clear the way for the coming of the cloud rider. Enjoy God. Cheer him when you see him. And, uh, and he said he is the father of orphans. The champion of widows is God in his holy house. That's what God does. God makes, here we go, God makes homes for the homeless, leads prisoners to freedom, but leaves rebels to rot in hell. I'm glad God's got a place for me to come back home. Again, that's what God does best. That's what his favorite thing is to do. What I think got Jesus' favorite words was, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, yes. In the beginning, God said, let there be, and there was. As far as I'm concerned, if God said, let there be, it was just going to be. He didn't even have to finish that statement. But he said, let there be light, and there was light, and said it was good. He let the waters, he said, let the waters bring forth. And he saw it, and it was so. And he saw that it was good. But after he made man, he listed all those things in the first chapter of Genesis. But at the end of the chapter, he made man. And after, only after he, he made man, he said that it was very good. I'm telling you, of all the sun, moon, and stars, and the glamorous mountains and the deep blue seas and all of the creation of God. He loves you and me more than he loves all the rest of creation and he thinks that's the best creation ever. Woo, praise him a little while. Aren't you glad Jesus loves you? Oh yes, he setteth the solitary. You know what the word solitary in this particular setting means? It means the lonely, the outcast, the people without hope, fatherless. He put them in the family. He was actually prophetic in speaking when he wrote this, the psalmist. He was prophetic in speaking of people being added to the church. New converts coming into this gospel dispensation. Not just his own blood kin, the Jews, but even from among the Gentiles who were solitary or they were alone without God and Christ and aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. God was bringing them back home, back to where they belong. The lonely, the wretched, the poor. I'm going to tell you something. Every one of us, I don't care if you were raised in church or not, every one of us were a lonely creature before we came home to Jesus. Before we got the gift of the Holy Ghost, we could be lonely in a big crowd. Because there was something missing deep down inside. Help me preach a little while. Oh, yes. 
Aren't you glad he is the soul-saving station? Aren't you glad he is the one that satisfies? Nobody can satisfy me like Jesus. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. The Jews asked, what shall we do to be saved? Acts 2, 6 and 7. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But he didn't stop there. He said, for the promise, Acts 2, 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are afar off. He didn't come, well, oh yes, the Bible said he came to his own, but his own received him not. The Jews mocked him and scoffed him, and they were not expecting him to be the Messiah. But he was not only the Messiah, he is, was and is the only true God. They have a problem with that today. I'm telling you, Jesus is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. Hey, young ladies and gentlemen, if you got babies coming into this world, the first thing they ought to hear is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. And Jesus is his name. Hallelujah. Sister, Sister Wilson and I were at Mike and Aretha's wedding. A hundred years ago, or she says it was, <laughs> down in Pontotoc or Houston or somewhere, Pontotoc, Don and Jan had, had, had uh, adopted Courtney, I believe, uh, from China. That's right. And so they wanted us at the, at the uh, airport when, when Courtney arrived. And they, uh, we, 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 we were flying. I think I had, I don't know if it was an Oldsmobile at that time, but I let the hammer down. I mean, I was mo-docking. And, and, and I flashed in my lights and, and uh, in the whole, I was enjoying it actually. But, but I got stopped in Bahia. They pulled me over. I told them my manner of business. They said, go on. So I took off up there. We got there in time. They brought little Courtney off of the airplane. And the first thing that Don Lemon said to Courtney is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. She's been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, married a preacher, still in church. How long ago has it been, brother? How many years has it been since you married? How much? 37 years ago, she's still believing there's one God and Jesus is his name. I'm here to tell you, we better teach our children what, they, what is right. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord for unto you and to your children and to those that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He's still calling people. The Bible said faithful is he who calleth. Because that's God's business. That's God's business. That's what he does best. 
Woo! I like for him to heal me. I like him to bless me financially. But he does best when he reaches way down into the depths of the world when I was lonely and without God and brought me to salvation. Let's praise him a little while. He was going into the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. They brought him, Luke 19, brought him a colt to Jesus, or the donkey. And they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. As they went by, they spread their clothes in the way, and when he was come nigh, even after the sin of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. I used to preach a message about that and saying, I'm just going to say it again, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God. If you want to be in his multitude, then you're going to rejoice and praise God. You're not going to sit there on your hands. You're not going to look grumpy and sad when, you, when we're worshiping the mighty God, the whole multitude. It didn't cost any extra, just a few seconds. 1938 says, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said, uh, said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. He answered and said unto him, I tell you that. If these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. God could even give stones a voice. If you Jews are not going to praise me, I'm going to get some of those afar off. The Bible said the stones would immediately cry out. Habakkuk wrote it hundred years before and said, For the stone shall cry out of the wall, and the beam of the temper shall answer, timber shall answer it. I'm telling you, God had in his plan for his people to come home, for the lonely to come home, for the disheartened ones to come home, the discouraged ones to come home, those in drugs to come home, those in alcohol to come home, those in the beggarly elements of the world to come home. If the Jews won't pray, woo, come on now, I'll bring some of those stones out of there and they'll praise my name they'll praise my name when Jesus is on the cross men reviled him instead of praising him even the disciples many of them sank in silence Peter said I don't even know who he is but you know what he said the stones would cry out. You know what? The earth did quake and the rocks rent. I don't know what kind of noise that made, but I can imagine there was some grinding, shaking noise around the death of Jesus. If the disciples wouldn't get by him and stand up for him, something's going to praise him. I'll tell you what, I'm not planning on the rocks doing my praising. I'm not planning on some drug addict coming into here and taking my praise. I'm going to do my praising. They're going to do their praising because they come home, but they're not going to take my place.
place because I'm still going, oh Lord, I'm still going to praise him. Even babes and sucklings, he said, would perfect praise. We'll watch this verse. First Peter 2, 5. Ye also are, finish it for me. When I was in school, if, if, uh, if, if whoever was reading, they'd, they'd let people read, and if, they, and if they got to a place they didn't read, somebody else would finish it for them. I can read it, but I want you to finish it for me. Ye are. I can't hardly hear you. Ye are. Lively stones are built up, are built up a spiritual house or family and holy priesthood to offer up sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. You who had a heart of stone, oh yeah, a heart that couldn't pump praise, a heart that couldn't pump air. R.B. Bingham said, Brother R.B. Bingham said, worship is the breath of the church. And I say you can't live without breathing. But a heart, we had hearts that couldn't pump some praise out. But he said, I make you a lively stone. Not dead in trespasses and sins, but alive to God by regeneration and working of the Holy Ghost. He said, I'll put a new heart, Ezekiel 36, 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the... Well, come on, here we go again. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Oh, yeah, you had a stony heart one day. You had a heart that could not be touched, it seemed. But when you were preached to, thank God for the power of preaching. And when you were sung to, and when you had Be Free program, you were brought into and placed into the church or the family of God. God's got families all around the world, if you will. I'm talking about Jesus' name family. I like my family. We had a good family, the Wilson family. Even though my brothers was in it, we still had a good family. <laughs> I'm kidding. We had an awesome family. We respected each other. We were not jealous of each other. We were happy when one was one achieved something. And my mother and daddy had a whole lot to do with that, of course. It was good to have a family. It was good to be raised in a family. There are some people that are lonely out there without a, a household, without a family. I was flying to California uh, the other day and, and picked up the airline magazine, and I was reading, and it said something like, warning to find somebody who looks like me. And I caught that. There's some people I hope nobody else looks like. But... <laughs> but uh, this article said, wanting to find somebody who looks like me. Over 50 years, this girl, the story goes, now, now a woman, wondered about her family. 
who they were. Never saw them since she was deserted as a child. And she was a foster child, and she lived in Houston, I think, Houston, Texas. But at 58 years old, she sent her DNA to 23andMe. That must be one of those that helps find who you are. And uh, discovered her father's name and a cousin, quote, unquote, in New York. The cousin, again, quote, unquote, said, send your DNA to Ancestry, another company helping to find their kin. Again, I guess her and her brother in foster care some 55 years then. He wasn't a cousin, but he was a brother in Halifax, Virginia, I understand. He delayed responding to her text, but he finally responded when they responded and learned that they were brother and sister, somebody that looks like me. They talked on the phone over four hours. And one of them said, even though we didn't have very pretty beginnings, our core values are the same. They found each other who looked like each other. What are you saying? I'm saying God created you and me in his image. He created the whole world in his image. But you only find somebody that looks like you when you come to God and are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I know you. I know you and I look like each other because we got the same smile. We got the same joy. We got the same peace. We got the same Father. And Jesus is his name. Aren't you glad you come home? Woo! The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, Luke 4, 18. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to them, to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and Isaiah said, in the opening of the prison to them that are bound. And you hath he quickened, Ephesians 2, 1, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Those that were away from God, those that had gotten out of the family, if you will, those that had gotten out of the household of God. I'm talking about every sinner that followed the disobedience of Adam and Eve. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Oh, yeah, among whom also we had our conversation in times past. We were by nature uh, in, in, in times past. We fulfilled the lust of the flesh and mind. But God, verse 4, but God. Somebody say, I ought to say, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. For by grace you are saved and hath raised us, us up together and made us 
sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He brought us out of darkness. He brought us out of the chains. He brought us out of sin and brought us into this marvelous light. He's raised us up together, and now we're made to set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is the closest thing you'll ever get to heaven. It's what I'm feeling right now. Hallelujah. If you don't like church, you won't like heaven. I said, if you don't love church, you're not going to enjoy heaven, number one, because you're not going to make it. But my Bible said he addeth to the church daily such as should be saved. I'm telling you, God wants to bring somebody back to the family today. He wants to save you today. And if you're going to get saved, you're going to get saved through the church. Don't argue with the word. The word said he adds to the church daily, such as should be saved. I'm preaching to somebody out yonder online here today and tell you if you're not in the house of God and can be, you ought to repent and say, God, I'm going to get back home. I'm going to get back where God wants me to be. I'm not going to stay in bondage. I'm not going to stay alone, but I'm going to get back. God set it in solitary in the family. Oh, I like Ephesians 2, 12, and 13, that at that time you were without Christ. <coughs> Being aliens again from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. It's bad to be in this world without God. But now, there's another, but now in Christ Jesus, you who Sometimes were what you who were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. He setteth the lonely, he setteth the solitary as wanderers into a home or into the family. Elohim is one who makes the solitary or isolated to dwell in his house. Oh, I like this one. We're staying in Ephesians a little bit, 3.14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. All the house of Israel. The church is the family. The Jews are his family. If we've been baptized in his name and filled with his Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, and it shall come to pass in that in that place where it was said, Romans 9, 26, unto them, ye are not my people. They shall be called the children of, they, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Come on, why? Because they have been called the children of God. They have his name. If you have him as your father, then you have him. Well, come on now. You have his last name on you. I'm glad I've been baptized in the only name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. I want the father's name. That's why I've been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost because I know what his name is. It's Jesus. 
Isaiah wrote, even everyone that is called by my name. They say, you people talk a whole lot about Jesus' name. We are a people of the name. Hey, we can be proud of that. We can be thankful for that. We can be thankful. I said thankful for that. Come on, we don't have to tuck our head when they say you're Jesus' name, people. Come on, he's coming about uh, after people that has his name called upon them. Oh, upon whom? The right Paul said, upon whom my name is called. I've been named by the family name when I got in church. I'm not lonely anymore because I, I, I may have been fatherless, but now I got a father, the heavenly father, and I got his name applied to my life. Aren't you glad you've been baptized in Jesus' name? Oh, I like it when he wrote the Chronicles and he said, if my people, which are called by some title, my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. Hear from heaven, I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. Turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal their land. I'm telling you, I've been, I'm so glad we're the only people really promised revival. If my people which are called by in my name will pray, God's going to send revival. The church world can't promise, or not promise revival because they've not been baptized in the name of the Father. They've not been baptized in the name of Jesus, in other words. I'm glad I've been baptized. Whoa, yeah. Look for revival to happen. Look for that new building to be jam-packed. Come on now. There's more outcasts out yonder. There's more drug addicts out yonder. There's more alcoholics out yonder. God wants to set the solitary in the family. God's job and God's desire is to set the solitary in the families. Loneliness is a terrible feeling. One thing somebody said I've learned is the difference between feeling alone and feeling lonely and how you can feel lonely in a crowd full of people but quite, but quite peaceful and content when you're alone. I can be in the middle of hundreds of people and I'm lonely as far as, as, far as communication. I can't talk to them, but I have a peace about me because I'm still in the family, the right family of God. God ordained the family to be a unit. The, mean, the meaning, by the way, in case you don't know what a family is, the meaning of a family is a male father. And a female mother with sons and daughters. Not Adam and Steve, but Adam and Eve. Boys and girls, let me tell you something. You're living in a most wicked age. It's like it was in the days of Sodom. The sodomy stuff that's going on is an abomination. Mixed marriages between the same sex is a sin. You'll go to hell for it if you don't repent of it. 
You better get this in your system. I don't care how much they put on TV and how much they put promoted. It's still wrong, and you better be glad you're in the family of God and you got a mama and you got a daddy. I'm talking about male and female. Are you angry at people? I'm angry at sin. I'm angry at what sin has done. Come on now. I hate to see, I hate to see it when this world is so corrupt with males loving males and females loving females. It's not right. God ordained it from the, oh, come on. Somebody ought to be jumping up and down here. Somebody ought to be saying that's right, Brother Wilson. I believe it just like the Bible said it. Have and Eve reproduced and brought this. If it keeps on like it's going, there won't be any reproduction in the end time because it won't be so because God ordained it the way he ordained it. Woo, I'm glad I'm in the family of God. He's the bride and we're the bridegroom. I could go on about that. Mark 10, 29, Jesus answered and said, Barely I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the world to come, eternal life. What are you saying? What is the Bible saying? What is the Bible saying? You can leave your earthly father and house. Some of you have, have come away, if you will, not literally, but come away from them spiritually because they don't want to be apostolic. They don't want to be holiness. They don't want to be godly. And some of you boys and girls have stepped out of your family and come to the church. And let me tell you what you got in church. You got brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers that you never had when you were out, Johnner. Come on. Somebody said, this is my family. This is my family. I love my church more than I love my family because they're in the same family I'm in, and that's the family that's going to be saved one of these days. Houses and lands. I could walk across here, up and down these aisles, and I could, I could, I could name solitary people. Brother Ronnie, you're one of them. Only one out of your whole family. But you got more brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers in the family of God. Think about it, Kenny. How many fathers and mothers you got here? How many brothers and sisters have you got here? Steve, how many you got here? Come on, June, how many you got here? Come on, sis, how many you got here? Come on, you, you may not have the rest of your fleshly family, but you got your spiritually family, houses and lands, father and mother and brothers and sisters. Woo! I'm so glad God brought us back home. God wants us back home. God wants us back home. God wants us back home. 
For several years, we had Blue Mountain Children's Home. Little J.L. Pipkin started it, I believe, 1965. Maybe a little later. But anyway, we housed children from various backgrounds, from, from homes that, that lost maybe their mother and or their father by death. Some by divorce, some by drugs, some by alcohol, some by whatever. And I was on that children's home board, chairman of it, I think, for a long time. You know what those children said? Betty, you know what they said? They had a van, you know, so they could ride 12, 15 around. Don't put Blue Mountain Children's Home on the side of this van. They didn't want to be classed with an institution. My thinking was, if we maintained that and kept it going, my deal was the children, the, the perfect plan is, number one, is for them to have a mother and daddy bringing them to the house of God. The second best plan was to be in an apostolic Jesus name children's home where they could have the truth. That was the second plan. But I say the second best plan was for the children's home to get those children and then place them in an apostolic home where they could be taught that Jesus is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Come on. They had many fathers through their lives, but the only father they could really relate to is when they got baptized and got the Holy Ghost. Come on. My thinking was, if we have to get them in here to, to, for a transition period, let's get them back into a Jesus name, Holy Ghost tongue-talking home. I, I wasn't even in favor of putting them in a Trinitarian home. I wasn't in favor of putting them in some charismatic situation. But the second best plan was to get them back into the family, the real family of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is not an institution, sir. This is a living organization of believers. I said we're on fire for God. We're breathing and we're worshiping. Come on home. 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 I don't expect you to know this song, especially the later generation, but here's one that says, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. You don't even have to try to play it. Don't worry about it. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Good a singer that is, it don't need no music. <laughs> Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this side. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. You will notice we say brother and sisters around here. It's because we're a family and these folks are so near.
when one has a heartache, we all share the tears. We rejoice in each victory in this family so dear. I'm so glad I'm a part, sing it, of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this sod. I'm so glad I'm part of the family of God. From the door of an orphanage to the house of the king, no longer an outcast, a new song I can sing. From rags to riches, from the weak to the strong, I'm not worthy to be here, but thank God I belong. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this far. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Everybody needs a family. They need God's family. Jude said, raging waves of the sea foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Wandering stars are ones that, that's not comparable to the other planets. They just, they go off the course. They're not on the regular course. There's a lot of people out there today that's off course. But I'm glad I'm not a wandering star today. I found my place in the orbit of God today. Oh, Yes. Oh, yes, I want to tell you something. Jesus came that we might have life and that more abundantly. You know what he said, Brother Craig? He said, I go away <laughs> to prepare a place for you that where I am, ye may be also. You know what? He's got a home way over yonder. Oh, I... I was thinking of that black group that used to sing that, about that heavenly home. Mm. What, what was the name of that song? You remember? But anyway, it was a good one. They sang that heavenly home. And, and I think of one right now. That heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling. Oh, yeah. But Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. You know what he wants? We started in the Garden of Eden. Did we not? Did Adam and Eve not start in the Garden of Eden? That was their home. A perfect situation. But now he went away to prepare us a garden, a pleasure forevermore, a garden of peace. And God wants us back home. I got a feeling he's just waiting on a few more. He might be waiting on us to fill this building and fill that building, but he's coming to get us. Oh, and what a day that will be. Hallelujah. Ah.
gracias may be listening here or online today you may be lonely you may be discouraged you may feel like an outcast but I tell you what God setteth the solitary in the families God wants you home that sign out there used to say you belong here and it still means that that's what we still believe you belong here. You belong here. Oh, yes, because God wants you in the family, the family of God. Oh, yes, he wants you in the family of God. That will be when my Jesus I shall
distant from your heavenly father through Bishop Wilson today. He's saying, come home, come home, don't stay away. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe you don't like the identity the world has given you. Maybe you do not even care for the identity your heavenly, your earthly father has given you today. God saying, come, I'll give you my name. I'll give you my house. I'll give you my spirit. This is an invitation today to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's and, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you go down in that watery grave, that's a blood covenant between you and the great I am. And he'll put his name upon you and you will enter into a covenant with him. And if you don't understand all that and you're interested, maybe you want to learn more about it, get with me, get with Bishop or another minister here today. I wouldn't leave here without it. I wouldn't leave here without it. We'd, we'd love to sit down with you and discuss with you to help you to understand. But if you feel pulled today and you want a new identity, you want a new name, we can take you back in this water and put you down in the name of Jesus Christ and you will receive a new name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord reaching for someone in this place. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come unto you, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, that whoever's heart that you're pulling on today, that they would surrender and submit. At least come and find out and taste and see, Lord, that you are good. Lord, I pray for those that are listening up online that are in their homes or in their car, God. Draw them home, God. Draw them home. Continue to draw us closer to you. Be blessed and dismissed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.